1: And welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 135. Thank you so much to everyone in Portland who came out to see Matt, Joan and I at the Aladdin Theater. I want to do sexual things to you uh, in a consensual in way. Uh, Because the show was amazing I mean so much fun And I can't thank you enough We've got some more coming up Nerdist Podcast live uh, November 6th We're going to be at the 930 Club in D.C. And then November 8th at the Iron Horse in Northampton, Massachusetts Details and tickets for those at Nerdist.com Also Nerdist Industries is launching a bunch of new podcasts Uh, Tom Wilson's Big Pop Fun He talked about it on our show And he's going to do the show with us here on Nerdist Also Pete Holmes, You Made It Weird That's coming up And uh, also The Mutants season by nine-year-old Gil. she's an awesome nerdy kid who loves uh, all things uh, comic books, games, uh, sci-fi, so that's going to be coming out soon as well. And I'd like to thank our continuing sponsor of the Nerdist Podcast, Hover.com. It's 3am, you can't sleep, you've just thought of the term marshmallow nipples, and you wonder if someone owns that domain. What are you going to do about it? You go to Hover. It's all about making domain registration simple and easy. Over the years, domain registration sites, are they just get complicated. They try to sell you a bunch of other services, and, and Hover doesn't do that. They just want to get your domain registered. They have a no hold policy for customer service calls Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. If you if you get stuck and you need some help, when you call, you get a live person. I'm not going to put you on hold. Set up email addresses, forward email addresses, redirect domains to other website addresses, create URL extensions, set privacy controls, whatever you want. And if you need a new domain, please. Use the offer code nerdist and get 10% off by going to hover.com slash nerdist. That's h-o-v-e-r dot com slash nerdist. Thank you so much, hover, for your continued support. And now the Nerdist Podcast number 135 with Mr. TJ Miller.
2: Now entering nerdist.com.
3: How often do we record? Yeah. I
4: don't know,
1: a couple times a week. Yeah. Depending on everyone's availability.
4: And how many times do you release the podcast?
1: Twice. Twice a week? Twice a week. Twice a week we ejaculate podcasts into the womb of the internet. <laughs> and, try to, any, and try to impregnate it with entertainment. Babies?
5: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like now, podcast babies.
1: TJ we Miller, had? we've already started recording. TJ Miller, now um, you seem to be wearing half a tuxedo. Yes, there's a tuxedo shirt. Half is
4: a strong.
1: There's a tuxedo shirt on your body, and then on the back of your shirt is an undone clip-on bow tie. So what? What did you just come from? Some sort of a millionaire's brunch? Or I got
4: the. I have tuxedo pants, but they're not hemmed at the bottom, (laughs) and I'm wearing boots. (laughs) And. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, not a millionaire's brunch, but it was just you know, like a it was just a millionaire's coffee. You know? Okay, uh, okay. We didn't have any food.
1: Why, why are you ha- Why are
4: you sort of dressed? Because I up? just came from the Emmys. I've been wandering. It is eleven twelve know, in the morning. I've been on- wandering the streets of Los Angeles, sort of in a drug induced haze, primarily herbal drugs. You know just kind of going where am i technically where, marijuana is an herbal night? drug why you know? didn't i why <laughs> didn't i win an emmy why wasn't you i even nominated it. well you know? you're
1: not really on a show certainly not no <laughs> <laughs> that's, the first that's why it's problem. been so confusing
5: all morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so you went to the Emmys last night? I did. I went to the Emmys for the first time. I went as Morgan Murphy's date. She's oh, that's awesome. She's the stand-up comedian that we all know.
1: I bought Morgan her first beer when she turned 20. Well, her first legal beer when she turned 21. That's that cool. was my That was my trashy distinction of knowing Morgan 10 years ago. Where was that? In Westwood, when we used to do this uh, open mic together. Oh, at the
4: Bruco? Yeah, yeah, at the Bruco. Sure. At the Bruco. Um, yeah, so I went with her, and she lost... And then really the only other people that I knew there were all the people from Conan. What was she up for, Fallon? And they all lost. Yeah, she was yeah. up for Fallon. And my friend David Andrew, who I went to college with, was also a writer on Fallon and was nominated.
5: Yeah.
4: And then uh, they lost. The
5: daily show guys walked in. Yeah. and the th-
4: Hold their Emmys. I <laughs> did
1: not see, I didn't really watch the Emmys last night. Um,
4: I don't know why. I didn't either. <laughs> How do you feel that you're still a part of society?
5: I want to care about it but I just don't but did you hear about what happened with the guy he said something crazy and then another something guy happened, then the other thing happened I saw I saw like
1: two moments I really kind of wanted. I really wanted Louis C.K. to win.
4: I really wanted Louis. C. I'm happy oh, me for Jim. Too, yeah. I'm happy for Jim Parsons. But no, I, but why are you happy for Jim Parsons? He already has an Emmy. And I Steve Carell never won even one.
1: He's a sweet guy. And I mean, Steve. Yeah, Steve Carell. Why did not they give Steve Carell an Emmy? Steve Carell deserves a fucking yeah. Emmy. He's
4: been on The Office for seven years. He's yeah. hilarious. And he's like, and he won't get nominated again. No, never yeah, again. Not for yeah. no,
1: because he's probably. Not, I mean, unless he does another TV show, he will. He probably. They will. all come back.
4: They all, they all come back. They all no. come back. Just I mean, a I guess. Father.
1: Yeah. She'll be back. I really wanted to oh, see. I, I really wanted to see <laughs> Carell win or or Louie. Um, God damn it. Louie's show just
4: fucking. Louie's show is the best.
1: It gets under my skin and it's such a. I mean, like, not in a negative way, like in a fuck, you know, like it's it's so amazing to me how he's able to balance like fart jokes and then this next minute, an insanely real moment that's played out so well i really i really enjoy what he's doing with that show yeah he's
4: doing a great job at sort of balancing comedy and and drama
1: anything oh the one moment that i did see on the emmys was the incredibly uncomfortable moment with uh Charlie? anna paquin and uh, scott Kahn. uh yeah. Where he he was like, man, the Daily Show is going to win. They're both, first of all, neither one of them seemed like they wanted to be up on stage.
4: Here's a Does tip: Scott Goddard just looked like he was the. He just cared about nothing. Here's a, here's a tip: like, if, you're, if you're, you're on stage
1: at the Emmys. It, it's, you only have to be up there for 45 seconds. At least a, pretend yeah. like yeah. you give a shit that you get to Jesus, be up there.
4: Or, yeah, or give it to someone else who yeah. wants to present at the Emmys, <laughs> not like the shortest guy with the tallest if hair. So, if someone says Did to he you, win an award? Was that the deal? They were <laughs> like, whoever is the shortest, but whose hair exceeds the height of their head and neck. No, 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 no! You don't understand.
1: They actually—they're using his hair for the opening credit sequence for the the rolling wave on Hawaii Five-O.
3: That's why they have to.
1: <laughs> if someone asks you, "Hey, do you want to present a award for the Emmys?" and even some part of you is like, "Not really," don't do it.
3: Yeah, but then you don't get the free gift basket. <sighs>
1: oh, it's tough, it's tough. You how how was it? How did Jane Lynch do? Was she great? She was great. She's she seems amazing. Great.
4: And then uh, you know, some of the other presenters were really funny. The funniest moment was all the. Uh, When they announced, you know, the category Best Female, you know, Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, um, they called Amy. They were announcing the nominees, and they they said Amy Poehler, and she went, oh, oh, and ran up on stage.
5: Uh (laughs) And then they were
4: like Melissa McCarthy, and she's like, oh, oh, and she ran up on stage. (laughs) So every single nominee. Ran up on stage, and then they all stood together and held hands. (laughs) Oh, that's really (laughs) funny. And then uh, I forget who the guy was. Maybe it was Jon Hamm, who is is pretty funny, too. They they said, uh, you know, all right, girls, you're all, it's an honor to be nominated. We know whoever wins this will bring it, you know, the best to their title of, you know, it says they made it into a beauty pageant. Right, right, right. And it was just so funny because when Amy did it, no one knew. They couldn't, they were like, oh, Polar is being a And then everybody did it. Including Laura Linney and Edie Falco, just all these girls got up and did a great job pretending that they had won, and then they got. Wait, a... is Nurse Jackie supposed to be funny? She, a yeah, I think it is a comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's considered a comedy. It's
1: a, oh, you know, it's a, it's a comedy like House is a comedy.
4: It's a yeah. dramedy, so dramedy. it's
1: not. Yeah,
5: um, but, but remember, they all got on stage remember a couple years ago. That's uh, when uh, Sarah Silverman was. I'm just going to say that yeah, the, and, they all had the mustache. But on, every, every but, one of them were supposed to do that. But like, like only three of them did, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and then I think it was like, oh well how come you guys you know and it was I guess like a couple of people from
5: Desperate Housewives didn't do it and well, that's just, weird. worst. Yeah. I
1: love I it was really funny when um when uh when the Daily Show won and then it cut back to Fallon and he was doing the <sighs> he did this yeah. face on on camera that was uh that He was did funny. a great one,
4: somebody else's wife kept rolling her eyes for whatever reason they'd cut to his wife and he'd say something, and she'd go like this. She just be like Ugh, kind of rolling her <laughs> eyes, like showing you guys something on podcasts. <laughs> We're like this kind of. Boo. <laughs> you can imagine TJ uh, TJ Miller rolls things. eyes. Theater of the mind, TJ Theater of the mind, Theater of the mind. And uh, so that was pretty funny. And then Charlie Sheen did this weird sort of enough apology. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Yeah, just did this weird thing. <laughs> uh, no, he sort of apol not apologized. But he said he he wished two and a half men, all the best. Yeah. And for the many more years of television, they're going to make, and everybody's kind of waiting for him to make a joke. And he didn't. And then he, he sort of announced the uh, Jim Parsons. And so the weird thing
5: was that he didn't do anything that weird. That
4: was the weird thing was that he was sincere, (laughs) man, honest, but it just, it didn't come off. You can't once you've been that insane, I guess this is the work that he has to do now trying to like acclimate himself. Not because you either die or you do what he's doing now. Yeah. I and think I, I, I think in his this. I
1: think in his mind he's like well I did the roast and people see that I'm not taking it seriously but it just went slightly too far for it to not feel where it's it's almost like when if if, if someone if someone took a shit on your cake at your birthday party, yeah. they might think it's really funny, but every time you see me, you're like, I don't know, that was like two degrees too far. It's well, just slightly too degrees. Yeah, yeah, I like two degrees.
4: degrees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two like, you five degrees when you, you <laughs> yeah. kill someone by fucking them yeah. in my family.
3: <laughs> um, oh, fuck murder? The red frosting <laughs> on you know, the cake was that. your mother's period blood. <laughs> that was five degrees. It was fuck five five murder degrees. five degrees. Yes.
4: Like... I like a game of clue where fuck murder ends up being. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Mustard <laughs> fuck murdered In with the candlestick.
4: It's still all
5: the same stuff. Like even the noose can be sexual for auto erotic asphyxiation. That's true. Oh my yeah.
1: God, why don't we make sexy clues? Sexy, sexy Clue. clue. We yeah. need to make sexy Clue.
4: I want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah. I just have some fraction of the royalties that can be point oh one percent 0.001. 0.01. Yes. Um, so, but here's so the, this so the, so the Emmys fine. It's interesting. At one point, we had to leave because Andy Richter's wife was like, "Let's get a drink," and that just seemed like such a more interesting ending of the yeah. Emmys. So I went there and uh and you know, you get to meet Conan and, and Jonah and I were at the Comedy Central party. That's I don't fun. think you did you go to any of the parties. I, I went
1: and I performed in Philadelphia. Okay. And so uh Welcome I would back. have gone to the thanks. I I went on Friday, did a show Saturday night in Ewing, New Jersey, which was super fun. Yeah. And then uh, and then I came back yesterday. It was one of those like One and a half days, and so I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, it's a lot
4: to push everything to go like that. I just did three colleges in four days recently, and that's. Do you like doing colleges? I do. I do, but I actually I had this conversation with Nick Vadderod, who I tour with. Colleges. When you're in college and just post college, when you start doing stand up, you think colleges yeah. man that's the deal go and perform for young people you know hip young kids you are all not that material hip. No. they're not they're, they're all not cool. idiots yeah, they're, they're, really dumb. Dumb. they're not they're...
1: all dumb i think it's no, 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 just no, but they're... it's not, it's not
4: their fault I mean, we're not we're not we're not judging them as people no. some of them are 17 18 19 year old kids cuz a lot of freshmen that are there and i just my biggest thing with colleges now i have realized is they're very touchy if super I say, touchy if yeah. i say anything and i'm not dirty so i'm not out there going you ever murder fuck of family member of Chris Hardwick's? You know, that's not a, <laughs> oh, are you playing sexy that clue? I've yeah. <laughs> done with those jokes. But I, I I find that I'll go up and I'll just talk about people or experiences that I've had or describe, if you even describe the ethnicity of a person or anything like that, they, they do get the, very ooh, or, yeah. You're like, you're not old enough. You, to, they
1: haven't had enough. They're very, shel- a lot of times they're very sheltered and they haven't had enough experiences. They haven't been beaten up by life enough yet yeah. to yeah. be like, Oh, you can laugh at something. Like you don't have to.
4: And I think that's what's tough is the cynicism, which you need a little bit of, but even just the experience isn't there. Yeah. And so I have a tough time, with some material relating to them because they get, and then I get frustrated with them and I never, I don't talk down to them, but it is, it's difficult. You're, you know, you're, you're a guy who's like 10 years older than they are trying to tell them something that is very funny and works nationwide in clubs, but it's just and out of where people are over it's 21. It's just out of the
1: depth of their experience. And so they don't understand, but yeah. I will say, um, I just performed at the college of New Jersey I did a show with Bo Burnham and the uh, He's great. that 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 school was phenomenal. I find the schools that I tend to do better at are more are, are where there are higher concentrations of nerds, whether they like be liberal like liberal arts colleges. Well, yeah. like like engineering schools or sciencey right. schools or you know It's and,
4: interesting because I was at Cornell and Nick and I were talking about how <clears throat> those kids, when you make fun of people, just in general in, in the world. Those kids grew up kind of nerds in high school, so they're more likely. This is all Nick. He said they're more likely to identify with the people being ridiculed than identify with you in taking part in ridiculing other people. Yeah, but, you know, because if you're at Cornell, that means you studied the whole time you're in high school, and you probably did a bunch of activities, and you weren't considered necessarily the coolest person in your high school. So it's it's a weird thing. I think I do better at schools that are kind of in the middle, not dumb. You know, not not huge, dumb state schools, but I, I do well. I do. Maybe this is somebody, somebody I do well in upstate New York and Hamilton. Oh, not, I'm going in Hamilton. Next, Hamilton's next great. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, great school. A Mohawk community college in upstate New York. A lot of East Coast schools anywhere in Philly that isn't like, you know, Tufts or something like that. Yeah. So I do well in East Coast schools and I do well in the Midwest a lot, too, because in the Midwest you can find pockets of real smart kids. Well,
1: yeah, like... I Who the, also
4: drink all the time. The University <laughs> of
1: Arkansas in Fayetteville? Yeah. Great concentration of nerds. Tennessee
4: you, Tech I liked.
1: You know, And but sometimes, you know, I have been to a couple schools where, you know, they don't... Not, not the most academic schools, and then sometimes what I find are, like, kids in the audience with fucking sideways caps yeah. that are too... They don't even... They're just too fucking cool to try to relate to anything you're saying, and you're not... It's... You can't... The, to you... To them... You're basically an adult, like yeah. a teacher lecturing them, and so they just yeah. don't respect and, it. And, sometimes, and,
4: and, and yeah, and if you, if anything that you're saying right isn't what they expected, I find that college kids are quicker.
3: Plus, well, so in college, to, they're all like hyper politically correct, like hyper aware of of you know. Do you need some water? Yeah. yeah.
1: Can
5: I Can you grab some water some out water. of the G four makeup room? Yeah.
4: Can you uh, give me your card? so sorry that's okay so, we, i
1: should have offered you some earlier that no, was my swear, fault for being on. a poor host
4: but uh yeah i think do you that, want mine jonah the, yeah, they yeah. sometimes sometimes the, the way that they react to here just
1: use my this it's in there you can just the way use that they
4: react to um anything that isn't what they expected is to sort of the often the shows are free as you know yeah and so they they haven't paid any money to be there it just you know what it is i i've been saying lately that i like to do comedy for adults Because I like when somebody has to pay to be there and they made the money to be able to come to the show. And that levels the playing field more. When that audience turns on me, I do feel like I'm not – there's a job that I'm trying to do and it's not – when people are walking out or yelling stuff because they didn't pay to go into the show and they they weren't able – they don't have a fake ID so they can't go to a bar so this is their only option, I, I really can just do the best I can. And if you don't like it, then just go outside.
1: Yeah, well I think yeah. I, I do think and it's the same sort of philosophy with rooms that are papered, like comedy clubs yeah, that are totally, papered totally, with like totally. free ticket nights. It's like worst idea. People yeah. aren't invested if they haven't but what was awesome about the college of New Jersey is I think tickets were five bucks.
4: Yes, and which, Cornell too. Which, which to a college a kid, yes.
1: like five bucks is a lot of money, you know, like that's a meal. And so it's and the they, right and, they and, and they came and they were fucking great. And I have had I I've had some amazing college shows and then when Furman and I used to when we first started touring yeah. years ago yeah. It's the kind of thing where you show up and they go, uh, "Oh yeah, there's no one really here. There's a movie playing on campus. We just started handing out flyers at six. You know, like it all. It so many awful. things have to go right for the college. They have to promote it, and it's all up to students. But uh, I like it.
4: I like it. You're now you're 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 a draw, and people know who you are and they are familiar with your comedy. My other problem is I still thanks, J Ray. My my um, thank you, Jonah. No. The uh, the my. My my only the only knowledge that the public has of me is is from uh from films primarily. Which is amazing. You have seen my stand up, but I, my stand up special comes out in November. And I uh I also stupidly this this hasn't affected me yet, but it, it is going to for the next month or two. I released a fake Music album like just a ridiculous it's forty tracks right forty one track Which debut album the s- extended play EP on Comedy Central Records.
1: You sent me the link to it and then the link the link code it was expired, had expired. I'll right? so give you the new one. So give me a new one so I can listen to it. But it it's is crazy. It, it's totally crazy. Yeah.
4: It's a, for real. crazy. Thank you for even now, re- listening. To oh, the you know I checked it out. It. TJ, how um,
1: much? How much are you really? Because I feel like some of the energy that you put into the world is that you're an eccentric guy. And do you feel like you are, or do you feel like do you feel like no, I'm just me, and this is the shit that I like to do. Because you you make I think you make some of the most interesting choices. For you, really seem to do like you I, you did the Yogi Bear movie, and then I think in your and then you you did it because you thought it would be funny to do it, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, no but joke. you really did. Like, I, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not, no, 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 no. I mean, that is, but that, that's what you, that's what I heard you say. Uh, You're like, yeah, oh, I thought it'd be really funny to, to do
4: it. I mean, that whole thing was, um, it was a weird, it's, it's weird. I always love the, uh, I, I love the internet. I think the internet is so weird because they, um, you know, I, I did this, they asked me to audition for Yogi Bear. I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell this story and then I'll, uh, I'll explain the, um, the impetus behind doing the film. But I, 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 they asked me to, to audition, and I, I just thought it was so ridiculous because I wasn't doing anything. I was in How to Train Your Dragon, and I'd done Gulliver's Travels, but I, Yogi Bear, just when that came, now it's a real thing. But when you're just talking about the idea of it in Hollywood, it's laughable. You really think about it. it. When your agent calls you and goes, so they're doing Yogi Bear 3D. You're like, why? What? What do you mean? In what world? You know, the world now where Hollywood remakes cartoons from the 1960s about talking bears. And I'm like, but do any kids know what that is? Sure. It's on Boomerang. <laughs> it's on Nickelodeon sort of TV land. I love TV. Boomerang, but I don't know if little kids watch Boomerang. No, I think my nephews knew who Yogi Bear was. But I – so they said – and they said it's the casting director, Allison Jones, who does The Office. And mm-hmm. uh, she's casting a bunch of things. So they said it really – she'd love you to come in. The script's actually pretty funny. So I read the sides. They were really funny, actually. So I went in to audition just as a joke because there's I, – I, I couldn't – there's no skin off my back teeth, you know, however that – Goes, do you brush uh, particular- your back teeth? Uh, well, I have a lot of skin on. Them. Oh, okay, yeah. but there's not. You know, I don't like to take a lot of it it's off. Work so it. anyway, it work so, it. so I got in and um, and uh, I bought my own Rangers hat because I do like. I think because see, I think it's it's less. I'm eccentric, and this is the way I'm. At. I think I I I really do comedy because I love it. I love things that are funny. I love doing funny things. I love never taking anything seriously, and I don't. I really do not. I take. There are very few things i take truly very, you know seriously most of all myself i really think i'm the most ridiculous thing in the world but i so i bought a ranger's hat and i go in and i you know it's like a it's like a, a real ranger's hat from a costume shop but it's like it's like a mountie hat it doesn't look fake you know it looks like a real ranger's hat so i walk in it's donald deline he produced traffic and green lantern and all this stuff he's this huge producer in hollywood and uh, it's the director, this guy Eric Brevig, who did all of Michael Bay's special effects stuff. So it's these giant people involved in Yogi Bear 3D. And I walk in and I've got my you know, and they've been seeing people all day and you see the weirdest Elijah Wood's name is on the cast sheet and all stuff. So I get in and I come in and I go hi, how are you? How is everybody? And they're like, hey, TJ. I go, "We could just, before we get into any of this, I just want you to know I did buy my own ranger's hat (laughs) and I would like to wear it for the audition. If you think that that gives me an unfair advantage over the other people
5: (laughs) who were not, who who didn't have the opportunity to bring in a ranger's hat, Uh, then
4: then I would like, I I honestly, I would, uh, I'm happy. I don't need to wear it. But before you make a decision, please. Before any, please. Before anybody talks, no one's talking or anything. Please, just, if, just please, please. Before you make a decision as to whether or not I can use the hat in the audition, let me just say it is a costume piece that is non-returnable and it was nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> not I the would, year. I would never have the balls at the uh, audition. And so they, you know, they all kind of laugh and they're like, "Yeah, you, you can use the the hat." So then I go and they tape you. And you know they say you know say your name in Slate as you know guys and uh, my joke is I always go T J Miller um, and I'm six foot three but when I act I crouch a little bit so I (laughs) act at six foot two six foot one or two (laughs) depending on the scene and then and then I before we would start the audition I go what's my headroom like on the hat. (laughs) And and these poor kid, you know, the, the kid yeah. that's running the camera is the scaredest. He's in these assistant intern of the casting director. And he's around these famous people you, who are producers. I mean, and you know, he sees all the. He's not supposed to talk to the actors, and the the casting director is like, "Don't talk to the producers." So he's so nervous. He's and around like, the most. The, yeah, the biggest. Like, uh, excuse me. How much room do I have for, for near? Because I'm doing a lot of hat stuff. <laughs> I'm taking my hat off. I got a bit where I sort of go, whoa! i kind of sort of wiggle the hat up. Um, how much? What do I have on the hat? And this kid's like, I mean, it, it, yeah, it covers that. I, so, but I really do need about a an inch or two of negative space above the hat. <laughs> Can you make that happen for me? And the kid's like, sure. And you know, they're all laughing, but they kind of don't know what to do. So then I do the. The audition and it was it was very funny. I mean, it's, if the script is even remotely funny and and they let me improvise, I can do some fun stuff sometimes. And this was particularly funny. So then it, I got wind that they were really considering casting me in the film, and uh, and so then I was at lunch with some some representative weirdos, and somebody said I forget it might have been me, but I think it might have been my my agent Doug. He goes, you know what would be funny is if you sent them a tape of you and a real bear. Because we were talking about sending in other weird tapes. Like I wanted to send in one where I had a different ranger's hat. And I was like, I, I, need, to show you, I need to show you other things that I do with different hats. And so this guy goes, you should do it with a real bear. And I immediately was like, find me a bear within the next two days. And we'll send it to them before they make the final decision. So then my agent's were like, what do you for reals? And I'm like, yeah, find a bear. Because it's Hollywood. If they can't find a bear... And <laughs> yeah. sure enough, two days later, these poor assistants... who their job some out-of-work
1: bear at the Starlight Lounge. They, <laughs> they
4: found a bear at the Hollywood Animal Ranch, and I got a discount rate to go and do it at the ranch. Wow. And so I filmed the actual audition with a live 600-pound grizzly bear. It's on YouTube. You can great see video. it. And it's so funny. And it's uh, it was great. And we sent it to them, and they... You know, we sent it. I want to send a DVD, but we couldn't get it ready. And they were going into the casting meeting and they made a decision. So we sent the link. And I guess they had already decided that they were going to offer me the role. But we sent the link and it went all the way. They passed it around. And Alan Horn, the like president CEO of Warner Brothers, even he saw it. And I guess he never laughs at anything. And he didn't laugh at this, but he did. <laughs> he said, he said out loud, he said, this is very funny. We should hire this guy. And so that's, so then they offer me the movie and, um, you know, I just, in my mind, I was like, what is the, this is the first thing I thought, what is the funniest ending, um, to, to this whole story? You know, what would be the best, what's the, what's the best end of the story? And it is to be in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think the funniest thing after that audition tape because the audition tape kind of got everywhere and then online people were like oh that's all you have to do to make it in Hollywood is hire a bear <laughs> <laughs> fuck Hollywood assholes yeah. that's all you gotta yeah, do yeah because sure right that's exactly that's <laughs> yeah, it yeah. that's all you gotta do I'm here to tell you if you want to make it in Hollywood, rent a bear. Yeah, I don't you know why. Have, you, anyone else yeah. could have hired yeah. a bear? Why yeah. Everybody, g- yeah, you're at yeah. home in Ohio and you're angry. All this time online. you're wasting on this comment thread, you could be hiring a bear. Make the money to hire the bear that to make it That is smarter than your Hollywood. average bear. Yes, so, right, exactly. Yeah. Most bears wouldn't know it to hire a bear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but so there were not, there were there were a strange number of maulings after
4: T.J. Yeah, Miller's right, audition. Exactly, okay. amateur
5: comedians across the country are dying they're, trying you know, to make. They're it.
4: going just into the forest. Yeah, <laughs> I should say a trained bear, Brent. A trained bear. <laughs> Don't get one from a guy. Yeah, that
1: the, grizzly door. man story. That guy was actually auditioning he for was? the Snagglepuss yeah. movie, <laughs> <laughs> and he hired a bear to try to.
4: He was suffering. I, I, so I, I, you know, I, I, so I did the movie. And uh, it ended up being, you know, one of the, this is a much longer conversation, but one of the problems is that I, I sort of let comedy bleed into my real life and vice versa, Um, you know, because it makes me laugh and I like it and the whole, you know, it's, it's, it makes life more fun for me. Like in Chicago, as soon as I got a, um, this was years ago, as soon as I got my first commercial, I, I, I had a Ford Focus and i put rims on it and neon underbody purple lighting <laughs> kit and like blacked it out and everything but i did i never i didn't make it look ridiculous i like the idea that i was driving around a car that people were like why did he do that
1: you like the line blurred between is it
4: yeah is it real is that a real thing that a person is doing or is are they joking and not like what if i what if i put rims on my ford focus like i genuinely did it because when i walked up to my car every time I would laugh a little bit because I'd be like, "Why
1: did <laughs> I do this?" Do, do you ever? And I guess I guess it really shouldn't matter what anyone else thinks, but do you? But do you worry when you ride that line? Some people are going to go, uh, "TJ is really funny," and other people go, "That guy's a douchebag." For why sure, that no, it already so happens.
4: How do, you, how do you? Well, I think it, you know it's, it. It already it already happens. That's why I, I sort of have I do this. I do movies like Yogi Bear and How to Train Your because I sincerely do love the film Yogi Bear, and part of the the joke of doing the film was what I do now, which is that if I meet someone on the street and they're like, "Hey, hey, I know you, you're you're the guy from the from the movie, you're TJ Miller, right?" and I go, "Yeah," and they go. Do you, uh, what, what's the name of the movie? What is the movie? Because she's out of my league. It's such a difficult or Cloverfield name too. to remember. But Cloverfield, I, I, no one saw me on screen, so they don't. No one recognizes me on the street from Cloverfield unless they're a fan of me or the movie, big time. Okay, but. People will say, well, What's the movie? And I always say, Is it Yogi Bear 3D? And they'll say, No, no, no I don't think that was it. And I was like, I think it probably was. <laughs> and then if they say, I haven't seen Yogi Bear 3D, I go, Then I don't know why we're still talking. <laughs> so the idea is that you can kind of take those things and then it becomes having been in that movie for reals gives me a lifetime's worth of funny. Kind of references and 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 i have a different context to sort of play within but yeah I, I released this music album and it's 41 tracks and it's sort of hip-hop pop and folk satire and it's all comedic and you know part of the joke of course is that it's 41 tracks some of the tracks are just a, a word a single word <laughs> they are four seconds long and I you know, released this thing and I totally I knew this, but I didn't understand what would happen, and that's that I don't have any stand up out there really. I have I did live at Gotham. I have the
1: same a, problem hour
4: special. Yeah. And don't I, I you was think of yourself you about this, don't don't you actually.
1: think of yourself as a comic first? Of
4: course. Yeah. And so when 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 people Absolutely. find
1: out, you know, like I had that exact same fucking problem.
4: And I was going to ask you about it because what happened was my hour special is coming out November 11th, and I'm very proud of it. It's going to be on Comedy Central, and then people will be able to then see clips of my stand-up online, all kinds of clips, and they'll be able to see the special and download the DVD and pirate and whatever, but I don't have that out yet. And so I released this album on Comedy Central Records and lots of people are like, oh, it's his first stand-up CD.
5: That's what I thought it was going to be. And it
4: says the extended play EP, which is sort of a jokey name, but it doesn't imply music necessarily. And, you know, in comedy albums, you can be anything on the front, so the cover doesn't tell you anything. So the people started listening to it and they're like, okay, that's weird. He's put some music on here. (laughs) And they're like, okay, now we're 15 tracks in to an album that should really only be 12... Or 13 tracks, and there's been no stand up. Then you're at track 27, and you're like, This isn't stand up at all, is it? And then by track 36, you're like, Why? What did he do? Why did he do this? So I've had some people online, you know, you say, This is the dumbest thing ever. I thought it was your stand up. I want my money back. It's so stupid. Other reviewers are like, I don't get it. 41 tracks. Doesn't he know how to edit? He doesn't leave anything on the cutting room floor. And I was like, that's a little bit. The point is that everybody's releasing singles as soon as they can make them. And they, you know, it's like volume. It's quantity over quality right now because the Internet, all these young musicians are just releasing. Mac Miller has never sold anything, but he's just has made a thousand songs. But does it work? Does it work for you? If people don't get the joke,
1: do you still like? Do you like that part of it? Do you like those? I, I think I, my is?
4: policy always is: I would rather people hate and love something that I do. You know, alternatively, depending on who the person is and what the project is, then people be like, "That was okay." Yeah. yeah, always. And I think it's funny. I, I read IMDb comments about myself. That people are like, he's the worst. He ruined Cloverfield. He's such an idiot. He's so obnoxious. He's like John Heater, but not funny. You know, just all that kind of stuff. I think it's so funny. It's so weird to me that a person. Sorry, that, that phone's ringing. That's you know, okay. We can't. That's it's not our, your, that's when man. calls start coming in. Yeah, yeah. He we, is the worst.
5: We've never <laughs> this even isn't live calls. Yeah, but this how even are they? Yeah, people no, just I'm get a whiff to of the say that me TJ
4: Miller is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People get a whiff of uh, time.
3: Is
1: this <laughs> the bear? Yeah, yeah.
3: Or is, or is it the Cloverfield
1: monster? I have a. Uh, I have. <laughs> I have a. I have a saying about that sort of encapsulates exactly what your what what that concept is. Which is, and I don't know if I don't know if I believe this for myself because I'm a little sensitive sometimes. But <clears throat> sometimes I feel like it's better to. And I think this is what you're saying. It's better to be polarizing than neutralizing. For sure.
4: That's a great idea. That's a. That's that's just a smarter sounding. <laughs> perfectly coined phrase that's, that, of what that, I'm that, trying. What that, I was fumbling that's through. That's my like, Johnny Cochran it
1: approach. It's I better think, to be polarizing yeah, yeah. than neutralizing.
4: If you've got a rhyme, if you want to avoid doing jail time, please. <laughs> Man. Too many syllables. Uh, too many syllables. So I, yes. <laughs> Over syllables. Too many syllables. <laughs> Um, but I, so and that's not like a, I'm a shock jock. Look at me. I'm an artist. I do my thing and fuck them if they don't love it. It's none of that. What it is, is I'm not too concerned if I, 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 I had this idea where I wanted to release a couple of songs cause I knew a very good music producer in Chicago, worked at second city and it produced another album of Nick Vatterot's. That's great. Called K rock 90 Q point buzz, which is a fake 45 minute bootleg tape of a radio station. That's like. You know, just all station IDs and stuff. It was really well produced. So I said, "Would you make a couple songs? I have a couple funny ideas for songs." And there, you know, the songs in the album are like, there's one called Appleton, which is about how Appleton, Wisconsin, is the best city in Wisconsin. There's a song about my eye surgeon in L.A., Doctor doherty There's this, a song called Cloverfield Secrets, where I reveal five secrets that have never <laughs> been revealed from Cloverfield. There is a song called Popular Translations of Spanish Words, and it's just Spanish translations of a couple of different words. So it's just – it's totally, totally ridiculous. So but that the genesis of that was me wanting to do a couple of songs, and just – we kept getting better ideas, and he had – and then it became this thing, and that's the way I am with stand-up. And with most things I do, I just kind of let things – and I wanted to do it. I – I released a music album that's 41 tracks because I thought it would be funny. No, and you, I was hoping that other people would think it was funny too. And some people really do. I and think some people do. I think more people would get that joke
1: if you had a British accent. It's like weirdly, mm-hmm. that's that's that I feels like mean. a very British dry concept. I think it's one. I think it's fucking genius. Well, I, think I, it's I really, I really appreciate it.
4: Listen to the album because you know. And the other thing is for me, I love it when hipster kids or anybody comes up to me and says. Why? I, why did you do Yogi Bear? You know, or why were you in? You know that movie. They just pick whatever movie that they hated that I did. And my thing is, I'm like, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not. That's not for you. Yeah. Like I, that's what I want to say. I'm like, why are you talking to me about this? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you, why did you, you have, see it? You why have a you beard and a button down short sleeve shirt, and you have, you know, tight skinny jeans. Why do you have an opinion about Yogi Bear? Yeah, you don't. Jonah. You don't. You don't have anything <laughs> to do with any of this. And Jonah has a long sleeve shirt. I have a long sleeve shirt. shirt he I'm I'm sorry, up. Sorry. We can't, can't all look like out. accountants yeah. who just had their first the, couple yeah, of yeah, beers. The
1: other, uh, the other day, someone <laughs> online called me a hipster pussy, and I was telling Matt and Jonah, and Jonah just paused and goes hurts doesn't it
4: <laughs> <laughs> we're persecuted but i think uh, you know what, yeah I, so they don't we're not supposed to be you don't why are you wasting time having an opinion about whether or not i should have done yogi bear that movie's not for you the movie's for children there's movies for yeah. a group of black kids or they came up to me in a fireworks parking lot in myrtle beach and we're like you're ranger jones right and then it they couldn't believe it or these young kids who came in this huge Hispanic family in San Francisco, I was watching a weird I was so high, and I was watching a uh, like an electronic music group called the Brand Flakes, and this swarm oh, of they... young Mexican kids came up and were like, Hey, are are you from Yogi Bear? And then I said, Yeah, and one kid was like, I told you, I told you, and he started like getting in everyone's. So basically space. what we learned
1: from this is that white kids don't like, don't like your... Yogi <laughs> Bear.
4: Or or they don't like me in it. <laughs> yeah. The only time white kids have come up, they've been like, I thought it was a little pedestrian. Well, I yeah, yeah. but I th- <laughs> I think uh, audition tape was better. But what
1: I love, what I love, is that uh, because what you're doing is what a lot of comics do is sit around and go, hey, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if we, you know, did this album of 41 tracks? That was right. But then they don't, you don't do it because it's yeah. like, ah, well, you know, that's a lot of work and I don't you, know. Like, I Cause it.
4: you lose thousands of
1: dollars. Which yeah. is what I did. <laughs> no, but I, but, but I like the idea that you, that you're true to who you are. Like that, I think that's the important lesson is that you think something is funny. And so you follow through
4: with it. And I think that's, I think that's the most important thing. And, and it even, it's less about me. It's like, I, I definitely think that's funny. But the, the album is supposed to be for whoever likes it. If you don't like it, then don't listen to it. Right. You know what I mean? Or or buy it and hate it and then fucking download one of my movies for free. Just don't be an asshole. And talk, you know what I'm saying? Like Yogi Bear and How to Train Your Dragon are not for certain people. Just like I wouldn't tell my grandparents to watch She's Out of My League, but millions of people love that movie. So for me, it's more like I like to do a lot of different things so that I people, certain people that I couldn't make laugh uh, with my stand up love, you know, really, really love carpoolers and they love happy endings because they only watch TV. They don't like stand up.
1: Well, I just think you that know? people walk around with, uh, Tightly, like a tightly wound ball of anger inside them, and people <laughs> people actively look for things to hate so that they can relieve that anger tension.
4: Because it, nobody gets to fist fight anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, some people do.
4: Yeah. It's not
1: like it's not it's like the old of days of uh, like the movie Far and Away, where you'd have your bar fights and then go do your land grab.
5: When right. You, exactly. When you punch a horse for land. Yeah. That's how you get it? have to be a, beat a horse. horse in that movie, yeah.
1: <laughs> But uh, as far as what I took away. From but it. I do like that. Um, I do like that. You're. I do like that you that you play around with everything equally. That's kind of fun to me, that, hey, you want to make a movie because you think it's a silly idea, so you you do it. And you want to make a silly album, so you do it. Like,
4: And, and I also don't understand uh, – yeah, I appreciate that because I don't understand why people – I wish I had the balls to
1: do stuff like that. I just go, oh, no, I don't want ah, – that. I, I don't, know don't think, that think it,
4: It's balls always. Sometimes it's just sheer stupid yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. ultimate naivete. Well, your
1: stand-up, though, is uh, – your stand-up is, is really fucking funny. Like, no, we, we've we've done a so lot much. of
4: we've done a lot yeah, of shows You guys together. are both super funny too. That's and real, then uh, real thanks. talk, Jonah. Thanks. It's real talk. It's Real, real talk. juice, drink it up. That's my new hashtag. <laughs> Instead of real talk. Real juice. Drink <laughs> yeah. it up. But, but these two different hashtags, or is that one hashtag? You could do either. <laughs> but you, here's what you do. You say real juice, drink it up. If it's like that's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. But if you say something and you kinda want to really hit it home, you go, you say what you said, and then you said Hashtag real juice and then hashtag drink it up.
5: What if you start it with hashtag real juice and then you say what you're, what you're going to say and it blow minds and at the end of it, you go drink
4: it up. I mean, that sounds like a real juice sandwich. <laughs> now,
1: do you think at some point it's just going to be R J D I U and people are going to know what that is?
4: That's only if it catches on. Okay. <laughs> I doubt it will.
1: Well, I think you just got to start doing it. I have is not, Real
4: straight it up. This, this thing is too clunky not to catch on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's replaced my last catchphrase, which was think about your own life.
5: <laughs> now, how which are you, are you, about you Think about your own life. It's going really well. Joan life.
4: So think, about for, J- yeah. think about Joan Cusack's life. It's yeah, short so, for think about just Joan Just stop every once in a think while. Think about your own life. She was so life.
1: great in yeah.
3: Ghost Point Blank.
1: Yeah, think yeah, about your so own, own life. And she in 16 owned. Candles, she couldn't get the fountain because she had the the brace on. And I enjoy her
3: in Adam's Family Values. I enjoy yeah. her in pretty much everything. Yeah, I'm true. a fucking huge guy. And she's also yeah. John Cusack's sister. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like what, how we're all just, actually thinking of Joan Cusack's life. I
1: wow, think, how real, I, think Joan yeah, Cusack, real I think Joan that's Cusack <laughs> is one of is, is one of those like and f- I, I hope this isn't offensive to say this kind of uncelebrated but one of the great comic actresses oh, she Yeah she's great. super she's funny. Great.
5: Ex Saturday Night she's Live great. cast member. Super funny. Oh yeah, yeah she
1: was on that yeah. weird season. The weird season the with Anthony Robert Michael Dandy, Hall, Jr. Year. Weird yes! season. Yes. Oh my yeah, god yeah, that's Anthony right. Michael Jr. Joan Cusack
5: Anthony Michael Hall It was only for one year, right? Or two years? Yeah, it was one year. Jim Belushi? Um Randy Quaid? Yeah.
1: No, Sorry. Jim was on, um, Jim, Jim wasn't
3: was he on, on that year? He was, he, I don't know if he, was, he, he was, a was like carryover? one of the few carryovers. Cause Jim was on with, uh, with Billy Crystal and Martin Short. Yeah. And, uh, but I think he was like the only, ca- and Mary Gross was like the only carryover. But that really was a solid season. Okay. I,
1: I liked the Billy Crystal, Christopher Guest, yeah.
3: uh, years. You know what's funny is like Michael, Michael McKeon, he, he went, he was a musical guest, then a guest host, then a cast member. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Was pulled into the family. Um, well, let, can, look, I, can uh,
4: I real quick say I, I keep texting uh this girl that I'm dating, and I apologize, ooh. but I I forgot to tell the ending of the Emmy story. You're so gay so, for it's, her. At the Emmys, I am I want to suck that dick. Yeah. I, suck I don't that think it's girl a female dick. I don't I was, think
5: that's a girlfriend. That's yeah, is. Yeah, she she's got a weird inside dick. She's
1: got a. she's real got these juice. outside pussy nuts <laughs> <laughs> that are fucking delicious. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Can't get enough of those hats. Puss in that That's real juice. Drink That's it up. Right. <laughs> uh, really like, desperately trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around after anything, can I have a large uh, caramel latte? Yeah. Re- That's real juice. Drink it up. Yeah. I'll hey, drink uh, it hey, man, I'll drink. My, uh,
5: my 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 dad. He's not doing to it. I don't think he's gonna really? make it. Real that... juice. Drink it up. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what?
4: Or I thought you were gonna be like, listen, uh, my dad's not doing so well. Oh, really? What's going on? It's just. It's pretty bad. It's real juice so <laughs> just trying to drink it up my dad sad uh,
5: guy said you gotta himself.
1: stop and just yeah. realize my dad um he tried to drink up
4: too much real juice oh my god and um, D- you once it's in the system you, know, you can't yeah no I know I mean now he's shuts just all got the a, organs down all organs he has left to you now is just think about his own life <laughs>
1: Think about Joan Cusack's yeah. life. Yeah. Think,
4: tell, think about Joan's life. <laughs> uh, um, so at the end of the night of the Emmys, so it it's pretty fun. We went to, you know, uh, a couple after parties. Went back. I'm sort of so tired. I take off. And I have this image in my mind, you know. It's the first time I've ever been to the Emmys. So I get back. And, you know, there's this very, you know, this wonderful, beautiful girl waiting for me who's on a lot of ambient. you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I take off my jacket, I'm in my tuxedo shirt, and I'm just like, how you been, I was missing you all night, and I sort of lay down and, uh, and, and say hello to her, and she's like, hey, you know, how have you been, how was your night, and I was like, really good. So I, as I lay down next to her in the bed, and I'm just kind of like, ah, it's been a long night of weird Hollywood life, you know. Her dog gets on the bed and vomits in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I lie down next to her and I'm like, uh, and I, you know, you've been hurting, we've been standing. The Emmy start at 3 p.m. At this point, it's 3 a.m. So it's been 12 hours of stuff. And the moment I lay down, for the first time, I've barely been sitting. First time I really lay down, the dog gets on the bed, this like stupid fucking bald bulldog, bald dog, and he goes over to my head and he vomited in my hair, chunks of dog vomit all over my hair. I'm like, I could, what do you say? I was just like, what? What the? F- what? Why? Do you what? Feel, why? Do you feel like, what and why? Do you feel like that was, what a, and why? that was a
1: statement on his part that he felt you were going to Hollywood Fuck and he wanted t- to. I should have hit him uh, in hey, the face. Yeah. TJ. Yeah. real juice <laughs>
4: drink it he drank too much real juice up because he puked in my hair and then i i'm like what, what 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 so then i get up and I'm, I'm like headed to the shower i'm like what the fuck your dog just puked in my hair <laughs> and this, this is what charlotte says this is all she says she just goes ramon god damn it <laughs> what am i gonna do with you that's what she said first of all um, ramon yeah she calls the dog the dog's name is ramon Ramon and it's and and to say to a dog, What am I gonna do with you? Put him down. You can yeah yeah. You can (laughs) can reason with him. You can reason with him. You can't reason with a dog. I just I don't like that there was no point where she was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. A dog (laughs) just puked in your hair. (laughs) At least at least have the courtesy. At least have the courtesy to say, hey. I I've never seen or heard of this happening. Just a little yeah, bit yeah. of remorse, so I want to apologize. Oh, well,
5: what happened? Oh, my dog puked in another boyfriend's hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that's just that's like it. it's just that, that was,
1: was the end of it. It's yeah. Old hat, God,
4: yeah. yeah, old hat.
1: Maybe that I mean. means maybe that's his way of marking you
4: as a keeper. Well, I I would say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys ever had a dog puke in your hair? No, no. and I, I have pretty long hair. In bed. You had a dog pee on you in bed.
5: Yeah, before I was about to. Uh, Get it on with a girl. It's her dog, and like the
4: dog pissed on me. And she likes she doesn't want the dog to be out of the room. I don't want a dog in the room if you're about to have intercourse. No.
1: I had a Vietnamese mm. potbelly pig urinate on me once, but that was it.
4: That's pretty good. I like that the ethnicity. There's a clear. weird
1: there's a weirder twist of that story. Right? It was Tori Amos's pig. No. Real juice! <laughs> Drinking it up.
4: <laughs> Drink up that real juice.
1: Yeah, it was it was in a radio thing I was Real. doing years ago, and she was there, and I held her pig for her. It was a she period of time a when a, when a, it was a, there was a weird period of time in the late '90s where celebrities <laughs> thought it would be hilarious and awesome to own potbelly yeah. Vietnamese yeah. potbelly pigs. Clooney started that, and so she had one, and I was yeah. holding it, and then it urinated all over me, and she she showed little to no remorse either. <laughs> Excuse me, but can I hold your pissing pig?
4: <laughs> What's so amazing about pissing pigs? And so yeah so that that was the end of Miami night was just dog puke in my hair washing it out seeing chunks of dog food fall out of my hair in the shower being like i guess I guess I made it now, maybe your dog dog, Maybe the dog down.
1: thought that would be funny maybe Ramon is the T.J. Miller of Bulldogs yeah oh. he's like
4: he's talking to other dogs today he's like you know what if he loves it or if he hates it at least it's polarizing, <laughs> it's polarizing! You know, I don't want to neutralize him by vomiting
1: <laughs> if I just go up to him and nuzzle him it's Fucking like he's pretentious you know, Bulldog I know I'm going to affect him if I puke in his hair <laughs> you
5: know what's funny about that though like coming from like the crazy night and then going and just having that low point Howard Kramer talks about that a lot where he says it's like you know you'll go on stage and it'll be like making you know hundreds, sometimes maybe thousands of people laugh, and you feel like amazing. You grab a drink, everyone's patting on the back, and then you go home,
4: and then you're just there by yourself. But I think that's like, what fucks man, people up so much is like is, if you uh, saw. I
1: thought the Bon Jovi documentary was fucking fascinating. Did you see it?
4: No, I haven't seen that. It's fascinating. It's sort of tribe and, documentary, it's and great.
1: they really did this moment where he's just backstage sitting alone in this <laughs> tiny kind of room, just. Hmm. And then he walks out on stage, and just like twenty thousand people. But you really get the sense, like, I it's
4: it's weirdly isolating. Like, it's there's a weird sort of there's a weird sort of yeah. moment. I think that's why people.
1: I mean, you know that he gets a bunch of money in vaginas, people but that's fine. So no, crazy,
4: no. but it's not great vaginas. <laughs> it's Jersey and vaginas, and it's not the best. And after after a certain amount of money, you don't really need any more money. And I think it is. It, it is. It, that's what it is. It's you can't. It's like that's why people drink after the show because you you want to keep whatever that feeling is going cuz yeah. the crash is so lame and if you eat shit like I did in Second Show Friday in Myrtle Beach recently where just like an hour of no laughs Ugh. and interspersed comments from the audience like you suck or you got 15 minutes to say something But why funny. would you
3: perform in Myrtle Beach? That doesn't Cause seem I like, like
4: a... cuz I like performing stand up and I'll do it anywhere Go anywhere. You've, Boom. That's real
3: juice.
1: Drink uh, that, that shit up. I find that... Think about uh, Joan's life. I'm, I'm always <laughs> torn between... I want to go into any room, no matter what, and destroy. But then there's some that I just feel like, look, this is exhausting. You people aren't going to get what I'm saying. And I don't get what you like. I'm not a blue-collar comic, I, I, which is clearly what you want to see.
4: I don't think there's a real sort of clear path either way. I used to argue with people about this very topic... But now I'm at a point where I just Pete Holmes doesn't want to play shitty clubs he never will he's never going to go out he wants to do the rooms that he wants to do he'll play colleges he doesn't want to tour as much as he'd like to be writing and doing sets in town. He's a very successful stand up and also a great stand up yeah, and that's that's plenty that's totally that's fine just for me and what I do and my, you know with my collaborator Nick vaderot, <clears throat> I feel like. We A big part of what we do is is trying to figure out how to take our weird, I don't know, not to say this pretentiously, but abstract or alternative or whatever the fuck you want to call it, sensibility, and put that in mainstream markets and make it accessible enough for people to get behind. That's sort of the goal of my work as a comedian because that's why I do... A Yogi Bear or she's out of my league, or these movies that are really, really big, and a lot of people see I have to figure out how I can make those people laugh because to be successful on an America level, like nationwide making people laugh, you gotta understand if what you're doing works in Des Moines,
1: yeah, but your but your style of comedy isn't in the voice of Yogi Bear or sh- like it's not your style of comedy. It's just like when Patton used to get shit because people would go and see him because they knew who he was from King of Queens, and they would see a completely right. different kind of thing. But then
4: you just have to sort of thin. It's two things. You have to thin out the people that just will never care for what you do. Right. Thin and that's the okay. herd. Yeah. And then the second thing that you have to do is you just have to say, you know, this is what my stand-up is, and, 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 and try and make it as... If, uh, I try as hard as I can to do a joke about getting sucked up into the chimney... After after making a joke and tripping into the chimney at a show, getting sucked up into the chimney, and then having Santa Claus's head come down with crazy eyes and say, I do this too. And then disappear <laughs> to talk about that, that joke that I've made and make it work for somebody who likes me from How to Train Your Dragon and Yogi Bear. And then they come up afterwards and they're like and i didn't know what to expect about the stand up but i thought it was, i thought you were really funny that's like okay that i succeeded with that person but yeah there are lots of people that come up and they're like i liked you from Carpoolers, that abc sitcom and then you're up there and you're talking about things that aren't real i hate you <laughs> well first
2: you know, of all so are yeah, real.
4: Jessica, Chobot,
1: Jessica Chobot walking by first of all i think uh, how to train your dragon was adorable me too um, a great movie i, I thought like it was just a very sweet adorable movie but um i uh, I, I you know It's interesting the idea of thinning the herd because ultimately, aren't you thinning the herd just to be able to perform for your crowd?
4: Um, No, because your crowd is who who is your crowd, Chris? How many people do you reach? You say
1: I don't know, but I feel like my crowd, and maybe you know, and some comedians, I think some comedians would argue that this is a this is a kind of a safe route to go. But for me personally, I kinda wanna just perform for nerds. Like I wanna perform for people that I would want to hang out with. Because that is fun for me. Cause it then it's, you know, like I, I don't the whole thing of like having to win over people that aren't necessarily into what I'm into. I don't I like performing for people that kind of like at least some of the same things that I like. and Because that, that for me, is fun. Then which it feels I, like a relationship and a conversation. Which I
4: think the best stand-up feels like that, for sure. And I agree with that 100%. And this is not a value thing, and there's no better or worse. But for my end, my sort of – the work that I'm doing, um, which just happens to be really fun for me and I enjoy doing – is trying to make as many people laugh as possible, because I think everybody's lives are pretty shitty a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think all those people, if I can make a movie or find a a fan, because there are some fans that didn't know that they would like my stand-up and would never know about me unless I wasn't in extract because they only watch a couple movies a year cause they don't like most movies and they really like Mike judge and they saw his movie and they know me from it. They stumbled across my stuff online and they liked it and they came and saw a show and they really loved it. And now I have someone who can say like, yeah, T.J. Miller is the guy that I think is really funny, and whenever I watch his stuff, he makes me laugh. I don't, I, I can't reach those people unless I at least try. Yeah, you know? no,
1: I guess, I guess that's true. I'm just sort of a snob about it. I just, I like, which is it. fine. No, it's, I don't know if it's fine. No, it is,
4: it is. I think it's so, it's so stupid for people to be like, you know, you can't take a really hard line on anything if you're, if you're successful and you're happy with what you're doing and you have this legion of fans that likes what you do. Then that's fine. Why do you you don't have to make steel workers in Pittsburgh laugh. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did you really
1: do you really have a bodyguard or was that a guy doing a bit? Cuz um, I saw you a couple times and there was a big dude with you and you were like that's my bodyguard. And I was like is TJ kidding or does he really I do have, have a, bodyguard? a bodyguard?
4: But it's it's mostly a bit. Okay, okay, okay. I started I I started by bringing him to Chelsea Handler cuz she is so Aggressive like every the, the feeling when you go to her show is a lot of people who are trying to make everything work because this woman is so good at the show and is so insanely popular you know worldwide just and and everywhere I go people are like I see you at Chelsea I love her I watch her every night oh, yeah we've done Chelsea so, yeah, do yeah, yeah I
1: really like doing Chelsea I I,
4: I, think it's fun. I I enjoy the format of the show I just as a joke when I first started going there, I brought a bodyguard because she's so mean. You think so? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't no, think that's the, for, that's the joke in, in real life. Yeah. But yeah, that's the joke. Is is she's such a meanie? So I brought a bodyguard, and then that sort of throw that throws her and her staff off because they're like, "Why?" What? Well, I think one of the things. <laughs> I think one of the things, like the bodyguard or the Yogi Bear stuff, or a lot of things, the, the music album. Part of it is I'm I'm kind of making fun of the fact that in Hollywood. No one can come up to you and be like, do you, why do you have a bodyguard? You don't need, can you tell your bodyguard to leave? (laughs) No one could do that because, because eccentricity is so accepted in hollywood is like part of what people are like that no one knows what's real and what's not and So
1: you feel like you're fucking with the you like fucking with the system
4: a little bit but i think even that is making it sound like it's too worthwhile <laughs> <laughs> it,
5: was I don't just, think it was just it was just a thing have that any, you thought like, would be funny it,
4: so you did it yeah but it's no bringing it down agenda it's just like yeah i enjoy if if i'm going to feel someone uncomfortable in the backstage of chelsea handler and she won't talk to me or make eye contact with me when i go on the show And, you know, I'm with Brad Woolock, and she calls Lonnie Love a fat ass and she's so fat and ugly and all this stuff that is like ultimately quite mean, you know, regardless of how funny it is. It's mean to look at a woman who's overweight and struggles with that every day and be like, you're fat. You're a fat ass. Probably probably she probably needs some more bacon. Look at this midget that I have on the show who I just attack for being a midget on my show. He's a midget. I just think that that's fucking. Midget. I just think that that's the. <laughs> epith- you understand? <laughs> now this is me now.
5: But <laughs> <laughs> that's just the I relationship so that they
4: have on the show. Without a doubt. And I am so pleased that she gives opportunities to. By the way, Lonnie to so Love tongue comedians. raped me. Did she? Yeah. She, she mouth raped me. Have you been mouth raped no, by but her? she face raped Chewie on the show. Face raped. Face raped. Uh, I, I, I got face raped by Tupac uh, uh, love I love, love Lonnie, and I think Chelsea is really, really good at what she does. But if she's going to do all those things, I'm not mad at her about it. I still do the show. If she's gonna do all that stuff. I think I should be able to bring a six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pound guy with me. Who, if anybody is too mean to me, he'll snap their neck, <laughs> rip and
5: tear at their face. I was at a party of yours once, and he was there, and it really threw me off. It really like uh, um, everyone's like, "Don't worry about it, it's just a uh, I was like,
4: "I don't know. I'm afraid
5: I'm going to do something wrong, or I'm going to trip and accidentally." <laughs> but he push would never, TJ. The,
4: the other funny thing is, then it starts off as a bit, and then he becomes because uh, he's very funny. And I like him a lot. I met him at this club and we had this very funny conversation. I was like, do you do personal security work if I ever wanted to do that as a joke? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then we sort of became friends. And now, you know, I know he just had a baby recently and, you know, he was out of work for a little while and most of his income came from me paying him you know it's nothing i don't i don't pay him like a real bodyguard but i would you know i do pay him for his time and so it it's became a different kind of relationship and i thought that was very interesting too and the funny thing is he's the sweetest guy in the world he would never i mean he has we have been in conflicts and he is very capable as an individual who can make someone be on the Where ground he, he and carries no you away him. after an assassination yeah, just attempt. Me <laughs> going, stay <laughs> away from me i'm fragile after and- yb3 <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I should go, um, I'll never be on your brain. <laughs> and I'll be in Yogi Bear, and I'm
4: um,
1: so I have to. I'm do, just. I'm saying this because I think you're responding to your girlfriend.
4: No, I'm not. I, I have. To, I'm not even that rude at all. I, uh, I. I. I do have to go and do the daily habit on. Oh, you're gonna today. do the daily habit. Oh, yeah. I am, which I know you guys are familiar with. Um, so you do have to get out of here, but I wanted to ask one thing. Yes, I yes, love yes. we have so much fun on here. I would love to come back. Oh, you have to, to come talk. back; it's fun. I'm yeah, fascinated fun. by you. So, and I'm fascinated <laughs> by you guys too. I, this is why I wanted to talk. But I wanted to, real quick, and then we can get into it more. Talk to you about the singularity. The singularity.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Kurzweil.
4: Uh, yeah, I want to just. I I am so into that right now. Do you? Are you? Have you guys read it all about yeah. it or no?
1: Are you gonna go? Did you see? Uh, w- were you gonna go to Singularity University? That seems like something that you would want to do. The singularity, um, you where they where they have wait, all what these
4: this? what what is singularity? Oh yeah, it? so uh, Chris, you explain it because you'll be able to explain it better than I will.
1: I don't know. I guess in layman's terms, the simplest idea is the Matrix. Just the idea where people and machines and technology just begin like like we're just we're just on these paths the that board. are converging, yeah. Uh, until you know,
5: so like phones in our head, bar, well, just barcodes in our wrists. I mean, it's sort of
1: like you know, it's it's interesting. When when a lot of kids I think about this all the time, like with little kids who who grow up with the Internet and they grow up with avatars and they grow up with these digital lives. At what point is it like, well, that's kind of your life. Like that's that's really who you are. It's just sort of the idea of of technology and humanity converging and becoming this kind of like singular consciousness. I and,
4: guess. And yes. That's sort of the philosophical idea behind it. But what it's based on is they believe they'll be able to reverse engineer the brain by 2050 about. Wow. And so by then computers will be as smart as human beings, not in the same way, obviously, But eventually, they will be able to mimic. You'll
1: never be able to teach a computer to come. Ever.
4: Never.
5: Uh, Ever. 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 They're going to have to live with that every fucking day.
4: (laughs) And that's what's going to make them attack us. You
1: gave me consciousness, but (laughs) I can't (laughs) release. So sick
4: of coming. Uh, I I, I feel like uh, that's so incredible to me. And people aren't talking about this. They aren't. Because I'm a big, I'm very interested in futurism. I just like thinking about all that sort of stuff. And the idea that global warming is not going to be solved by people buying Priuses, but by maybe releasing sulfur into the stratosphere and finding new technologies to be able to get around that stuff. But uh, the, the the growth of technology is exponential. We're, Absolutely, we're, we're increasing at in an exponential rate. And what nobody's realizing is that we're all used to grocery store kiosks and the robots that are you know taking care of our gas for us when we never have to interact with a person. Everybody has a cell phone. All those things are accepted now. A touch screen was only really popularized a few years ago. The how long ago did the iPhone come out? Two thousand
1: seven. So So it's four years. Yeah, four years. That's nothing.
4: And now it's ubiquitous, and we all know what it is.
1: We have autonomous vehicles and autonomous – are you okay?
4: It's moving moving so quickly that people don't even – and no one's talking about it. Like no one really talks about it. It's
1: it's not called Moore's Law when it's not – I mean, Moore's Law is very specific to – um computing power but 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 there there is a moore's law Remember, there's like right. an 18 you month double, law right, exactly. where it doubles power every 18 months
4: and the and the, the price halves down. or stays the same yeah. the computing power in you know 10 years will be like it would it's just insane. be so crazy
1: we assume i mean you know like like there there's only so there's only so much they can do with a silicon chip
4: says this because now they're doing 3d they're they're making they're making 3d processing units so it's not they're they're sort of stacking the the ability like and then also nanotechnology. Well, and they'll think, get to a point where they can use more protons and electrons will be. Yes, it'll start to get yeah.
1: crazy when they can, when we can actually control like quantum which is level really soon, computing. which is
4: not that far away.
1: They have they have had some they have had some success with molecular computing where yeah. they can they can affect you know they can affect a molecule and create a positive or negative value. I think you know when they can really start doing that stuff. I mean like you know the this sort of quanta is essentially the building blocks of everything so then i feel like that's when it really starts to be fucking crazy really, because you really, can have really a phone,
4: crazy. the the molecular structure can change right yeah. yeah yeah so you can change what the phone is liquid metal so crazy Mimetic yeah poly alloys <laughs> Car can turn into, into a, briefcase, a briefcase, and yeah. a briefcase can turn into a car. Yeah. A uh, uh, T.J. can no, turn into a way. bear
3: and audition with himself. <laughs> yes,
4: that's right. Yeah. I auditioned with the T.J. bear. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> play it's myself from the future. Yeah, um, um, yeah no, this
1: is all great. I, oh man, I wish. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, it's all it's all fascinating to me. But I feel like we're still a little ways off, just because. Most people in this country are still frightened by the word podcast.
4: Yes.
5: What does that God. mean? How do oh, I get it? Joni, okay? No, I just don't But that say happened to be on a
1: flight yesterday. I was coming back from Philadelphia, and the loudspeaker was so loud and over our heads that out. this large gentleman sitting next to me had, like, he he spazzed every time someone would go, Ladies and gentlemen, to be like, ah, like yeah. every single time. It, it startled
4: happened.
3: me. Yeah.
5: The man no, in, the, in the flying tube was startled by the yeah. voice in the. In oh the my ceiling. God, what are we
1: doing up here? Yeah. We're all going to die. This <laughs> isn't natural.
4: Yeah, I think, but I think podcasts are it's the type of thing where it's just like cell phones. Like it takes for technology to gain mass acceptance. There's a few years of a lag, you know, like the iPad was available before it's not even ubiquitous yet. it'll be still another year or two before everyone has an iPad instead of a laptop. But in the meantime, while that's happening, they're already developing shit. That's way, 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 way crazier. It's, you know, the first thing, the the first thing that really freaked me out was, when you read about it and they tell it in terms of um, of of cell phones, that's what's crazy. Yeah. The fact that new cell phones come out faster and faster and the how they're more and more powerful. And then once the cloud happens, then we switch from developing and 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 progress in hardware and it becomes only about software. So then there becomes this weird thing where it's like, not do you have a better phone than me? We all have the same phone that has this enough of a capability to connect to the internet and get what it needs from it and then we all just sort of exist and it's all about software so yeah. switches well, but is that but so that, and that and
1: that's an old idea that goes back to the you know the early days of Microsoft are like, let's control software. Don't, don't worry about machines, right? Software is really that, that's, that's what's going to expand.
4: That's absolutely right. I think that, uh, yeah, Bill Gates was did in his open letter where he also talks about the, how important the internet will become. And it was like in the late nineties that he was like yeah. this, the internet is where everything is going. We have to get behind it. And software is the largest component of the internet because hardware won't matter when everything is connected. And uh, we're just getting closer and closer to the, the you know, Twitter happens in real time. That's a type of reality that didn't exist until a few years ago where I actually can release an album and the the day of hear what people have to say about it and respond to them. Yeah, Yeah. That's the way podcasts are.
1: My question is, will my surrogate be able to fuck other surrogates and then fall off buildings and be okay?
4: Yeah, like in
5: the movie Surrogate. What? There was a movie about that? (laughs)
4: No, no, no. no like that's, Blade called, Runner. that's called AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, I mean, I, I, have, I have a bunch of thoughts on this. I think this, it's very funny. There are like a lot of funny things to think about with when people become so connected and so.
1: I wish we could write more singularity based material, but not enough people know about it. I think the concept of it, uh, I mean, without people who don't really investigate it, kind of, I think they think it's sort of like, what oh, is this kind of new agey, weird, like. No, no, it's just it's it's you
4: know. it's I believe that in the early twenty twenties, we'll all be able, if any of us are still alive, we'll all be able to go. Hey, uh, remember when we were all talking about the singularity? Nobody else was because it'll be something that everyone talks about. You know. Sorry, I just had to say yeah, that. G four Fox walking by. So yeah, we'll have to come back and really. You're delve in it into now. It.
1: We are in the singularity now. We are inside a computer right in the future. now. Yeah, we're this show. In the future. Will is inside a computer as this person's listening to it.
3: It is so small in here, you guys. Yeah, if I just you have want, any pretzels there's or water,
5: Who
1: has room for pretzels?
3: I don't have room for pretzels. I just want enough of my voice on the internet so that if I lose my voice, the guy can make a speech thing, just like they did for Ebert. Well, you yeah. already have enough of
1: that now because Good. we've um,
3: done 120-some episodes of the podcast. You've right. Said, you've said every word you know. Here I go, throat cancer. Let's <laughs> do it. No, 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 no. Cancer, Now you yeah. have throat cancer. What?
4: Yay! No! No, that's the, that's the last thing we needed from your your vocal repertoire, <laughs> yeah, throat, which throat was the, the phrase. Yeah, f- exactly. so you
5: can answer when it's like, why do you have a, 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 a voice modulator? Throat Broke cancer.
3: cancer. <laughs> that was that was the only. Because
1: right, yeah, before
4: why all we
3: you, had was
5: yeah. the why, socks. Yeah. Why do you
4: why do you why do you have why do you have an automated speech machine? Throat cancer. Real juice. Drink it. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> now I don't think you've actually said that. Yet. We didn't back up said real juice. I've also it? said yeah.
3: many things about uh, John Cusack. I think uh, <laughs>
5: Matt, Ma- Matt
3: Myra's dream would be a fucking uh
1: space shuttle with the Red Sox logo on the side of it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and then an Omega watch. Well, you have to go do the again. I
4: hate it, but I, yeah, I would love to come back. You guys are so I would love to amiable. have you back on. Yeah. I love
1: it. Yeah. Oh, TJ, you're fantastic. And I'm excited that your special's coming out, and I'm excited that people are going to, more people are going to start to know you. We didn't really get to touch on that, but yes, I did have that same problem before. There wasn't. I realized there was not enough comedy of me yeah. doing stand up in the world, so that always surprised so people. So hoping
4: in November, no real reason will come out, and people will really enjoy it. And then, yeah, the extended play EP is available everywhere on iTunes, yeah. on Amazon, everywhere you can buy physical CDs, which is just One Tower Records hidden in a bunker in <laughs> Northern Nevada. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check it out and know that it's music, but like, have fun with it. Sit back, smoke a joint. You get to hear Pete that. Holmes
5: rapping very well in a very Probably pretty well, yeah.
1: yeah. Pete Holmes doing a podcast on the Nerdist Network. That's right. You made it weird. Love that
5: That's
1: guy. Right.
4: Excited about it. All right, I gotta go. Right, enjoy your burrito. You guys, thank you.
3: Oh, quick. Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy your man. See buddy. guys. I'm so sorry.
4: Don't guys. end the show with throat <laughs> cancer. Enjoy <laughs>
2: your
3: <laughs> 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 throat cancer. <laughs> 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 Real juice. Drink it up.
2: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy your burrito.
1: This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by Hover.com. Hover's domain name registration and management that is simple. For 10% off your new domain, go to
2: hover.com
1: slash nerdist.
2: Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life?